podcast today i have a very special guest a good friend of mine an absolute boss who's best known for her inspiring health transformation and it doesn't stop there she's also known for being the founder of a supplement company bloom nutrition and a fitness focused app the slay app do you know i love the word slay really because i do too (laughs) i love it i've kept using it even when it went out of style (laughs) i kept using it because i love it i love that okay anyways you guys i'm so excited for you to meet my good friend mari welcome to the podcast thank you guys thanks for having me okay so for people who may not know your story yeah you started your health journey a few years ago Mm -hmm. and you had a crazy physical transformation yeah i think the thing that a lot of people maybe know you for is like the 90 pounds and you lost all this weight and your body had this crazy transformation. I think it's really easy to see the physical difference that happens. You can put two photos side by side, but I think one thing that's a little bit harder to tell is the mental change and the mental transformation. And I think it's equally as important, definitely. What was that mental transformation for you during that period? I'm glad you asked because (laughs) I think so many people think of me as this before and after weight Mm -hmm. loss girl because that is how I've been marketed on Instagram and for me personally when I think about that journey it's so much more about my mental transformation because I think what a lot of people don't realize is before my fitness journey I was very much dictated by my emotions so I was diagnosed with borderline personality disorder when I was in college which Mm -hmm. is later on in life and they say a lot of women tend to get diagnosed too late because we tend to be a bit more reserved a bit more quiet like we're not as outspoken as some and I feel like BPD not to be confused with bipolar yeah So two different things. I feel like borderline personality disorder can sound intimidating. It can sound kind of overwhelming. And I don't think it's talked about a lot. When it comes to mental health, we talk about depression. We talk about anxiety. And those are kind of the cute, funny mental health things. And then when it's like anything past that, it's like, ooh. Let's hold on. Okay. (laughs) No, seriously. So what was it like when you first got diagnosed with that? And then how did you kind of like handle that situation? So yeah you're right borderline personality disorder sounds so scary Mm -hmm. like people assume it's something that it's not even when i heard the word i was like oh my gosh like this is a secret i thought that i would never tell anyone yeah literally for years no one knew that i had that diagnosis except maybe my family and greg Mm -hmm. but now i speak about it all the time and i as you just said no one talks about it now i know that madison beer and pete what's davidson, davidson. Oh, i can't believe you didn't know his last name i know i'm sorry He's i keep like thinking a big crush of mine okay we, we love him but he <laughs> yeah, has yeah. bpd and i love that i love hearing celebrities mm-hmm. and public figures talk about having bpd not that because they're celebrities but because it makes it more widely known mm-hmm. um borderline personality disorder is a trauma this has actually recently been decided that it's a trauma-related disorder. Mm-hmm. So you need to be predisposed to have BPD, but it's caused by childhood trauma. Okay. That's like the common denominator for everyone that has BPD. And it kind of comes out in different ways, generally in interpersonal relationships. So like people you're really close with, which is why I didn't really notice it until college because that's when I started getting in relationships. And I was like, oh shoot, like I'm way more volatile with my emotions than my friends like I would go from zero to a hundred like that did you feel like little things would just cause you to react in a very 
over heightened yes emotional way but it was internal okay. i think i'm a unique case I, I don't know why but i think because i grew up in the uk i have this like politeness pounded into me mm-hmm. like the way i grew up i was very reserved and shy speak when you're spoken to type of mentality so when i did have an emotional reaction it was very internal until i was comfortable enough with someone to show it yeah so growing up in my house it was me and my mum. we had a horrible relationship like screaming blowout fights yeah all the time and then it only really showed up for me again in college and then things like self-harm and more obvious symptoms started happening Mm -hmm. but it took years of turmoil for me to actually figure out what to do with it yeah and it's taken years yeah and you almost have to like hit that low point to be like okay i have to do something about this because i can't 100 percent have these relationships and live this way so you've known greg for a while now you guys have been together for a while so he kind of was there throughout a lot of this journey yeah when you guys were navigating first dating and also being diagnosed with this what was that like and for someone who might have that What are some tips for like dating and how to handle those relationships? Because I think it can be really hard to have any mental health issue. And then when it comes to dating and finding a partner who's understanding and patient, even if it's not BPD, but anxiety and depression, you have to be really understanding to be a partner, I think. Yeah. So what what was it that Greg did that you think helped with your situation? And then just tips for anyone who might be dating and trying to navigate their own mental health. He has grown with me. Mm -hmm. Like, I think when we first started dating, like many other couples, especially in college, it was so up and down. Because in I mean, you're just... But college is just crazy for relationships. Especially with the environment of being around a ton of young people and drinking and partying. You're drunk all the time. Yeah. Like, there's no way you can have a functional relationship in that environment. You're, like, at a frat party where you're getting... Remember that game where they would handcuff you to another person? Oh, yeah. And you would have to chug Candles and handles and handcuffs i think handles and handcuffs why was that a thing (laughs) but i was explaining it to someone else and i feel like they didn't play it i played it i played it imagine having a relationship and being like oh babe i have to go play (laughs) handles and handcuffs tonight and you're like jealous yeah yeah no No, it's the worst feeling but i think the key one is to be really open Mm -hmm. not that you have to go on a first date and be like i have bpd (laughs) like take me as i am but maybe as you start getting to know someone be like hey I had a unique upbringing and because of that, I deal with mental health issues. Everyone has shit. Like that's what I always say. Everyone has some kind of trauma, some issue they're dealing with. Mine is just kind of more prevalent, I guess. Mm -hmm. And it definitely was back then. I actually wasn't diagnosed when I was first with Greg and he was the one that was like, I think you should go and get this checked <laughs> like, out, babe. A little something going I think on something's here. going on. I think you should go and check. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you're probably right. So he was there during the diagnosis. Yeah. If anything, the diagnosis brought me some relief because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, something real is happening here and I can do something about right. it now. And luckily he was so supportive. He would drive me to group therapy every week. He was there when I was on all this medication, which wasn't, it didn't end up being a good solution for mm-hmm. me, but he kind of saw me through all of it. And I think he was even down to read my DBT therapy books with Aww. me and practice the skills. Even now, if I'm freaking out, he'll bring me ice, which is a good tip if you're having a freak out. Is that where you put your face in the ice? You can do that. You can okay, just hold, hold it, it. Like, cause it being really cold like that mm-hmm. just brings down your whole nervous system and you kind of are forced to chill out. So making him a part of it is one tip. And then being honest and not feeling ashamed I would say I kind of feel like BPD is just part of who I am Mm -hmm. and um, it just makes me unique. 
I think that's a good thing to mention the shame part because I think a lot of people do feel that where whatever they're going through, whether it's past trauma, family stuff, or mental health, there is a little bit of shame to it where you kind of keep it to yourself and you don't know how to just be open about it. How do you think you kind of got over the shame part and like just embraced it almost? I feel like a big part of it actually, now that you ask, was social media Mm -hmm. because it was such a secret of mine for a while. Yeah. And I was so self-conscious of my scars I have from self-harm and I was constantly covering them up and never telling anyone about my experiences but on social media there was almost this movement of being open about mistakes Mm -hmm. struggles and I was just open I remember the first time I think I said I had BPD and I had this outpouring of support and other people that had BPD it was the first time I've never really met someone else with BPD before right yeah face to face And having all these people tell me I have BPD too, you telling us this story and showing that you can be happy and successful with BPD means so much. Even now when I do meet and greets, I get to meet people with BPD. They come and they they tell me about their experiences and that is so fulfilling for me. So I think social media actually made me feel kind of proud of it and proud to be able to speak about it. And just less alone, I feel like. You realize, okay, there's a ton of other people going through that same thing and it's not. I think when you don't, have a community or you don't put something out there you think it's just you and Mm -hmm. then the second you talk about it someone's like oh wait actually me too and then that's when you're like all right 100 percent. it can be really isolating otherwise do you think that when you were going through all this transformation obviously you were doing the physical transformation but then the mental transformation do you think it was a time in your life where you had to start kind of removing people out of your life or you're like okay this friendship isn't good for me anymore like did you have a lot of people that you to start to cut out? Yes. Or maybe they were cutting you out either way. Like, kind Because I both. think it's both sometimes. I yeah. would say both. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, did I cut them out or did they I just- had zero friends. No, I legit <laughs> had zero friends. Here's what happened. In college, as you could tell by the handles and handcuffs, I was a major <laughs> party drinking. Yeah. I was the one that was down every time i lived in the sorority <laughs> you know what i mean yeah in the sorority house someone would be like who wants to go out on a tuesday and i'll be like me yeah like, there was, was no limit oh no limits <laughs> like out every night blacking out every night why do you think we did that i you know <laughs> like what was it God, maybe trauma maybe and we're like letting loose finally but to be honest it was the best time of my life but also the worst mm-hmm. if that makes sense like it definitely got to a weird place <laughs> It got a little too dark. Yeah. But did I have so much fun? Yeah. Right. And I'm glad I got it out of my system because I know there's people our age who are still Still. doing that. And it's like, we've done that. We're done. So what was the original question? Oh, friends. (laughs) Oh, cutting. Yeah. People cutting you out or you cutting people out and removing. I had all these friends who knew of me as the one that was always Mm -hmm. down, the one that was down to drink, the crazy one. And all of a sudden I wasn't down. And I was on all this medication that I really should not have been drinking on. I did anyway for a while, which was Mm. awful. If you're on heavy anti-anxiety or antidepressants or mood stabilizers and you drink, you basically just black out immediately. It's It's like the worst thing to do. So bad. And I look back and I cringe. It's so bad. But I suddenly was like, I'm not really into it anymore. I'm going on this like healing journey. I was still in so much pain and I felt like they didn't understand me And they were pushing me to still go out. And it kind of just like, I just stopped talking to them. I just Mm -hmm. cut them out. And looking back, I wish I had had more of a mature conversation with them. And I didn't. And I I feel 
I've actually apologized to one of the friends from that group since and we've rekindled our friendship which is so Uh, nice and feels really good but I did go through a stage where I was like I cannot have anyone like that in my life who's pressuring me to drink so I just cut all of them out and at the same time because I was not my best self at that time I wouldn't say I was treating my relationships with the respect that I should have been Mm -hmm. because now I take that type of stuff really seriously so it was a mixture of me not being a great friend but me also just needing to focus on myself and I did I really didn't talk to anyone for like nine months I mean I feel like sometimes when you're going through that you have to lose people yeah and it can be really isolating to get through that and then it's like you look back and you're like thank god I focused on myself thank god and now also I avoided years of feeling guilty for mm-hmm. not going to Vegas when everyone was going to Vegas or you know, <laughs> yeah. just giving specific examples yeah. here, but you know what I mean. I look back at some of, I just like cringe at the way I, I would know. do handle situations with people or I'm like, who was that person? I know. Like, ghost. I would just ghost people. <laughs> Straight up, just stop answering. Ugh, I like looking back at college, I'm like what was going on okay so I want to talk about inner child work because I know you are big on that you love it you've been doing your horseback riding and all of that is that something you kind of discovered in therapy because yeah I feel like it's still kind of a newer topic that people are getting into it is I feel like it's trending right now which is kind of and Kendall Jenner also like brought it up thank you Kenny (laughs) for making it cool horse girls together yeah I'm in my horse era right now but the way that it came up it was definitely therapy I'm obsessed with therapy I've been in therapy since I was 14 Mm -hmm. I switched therapist when I moved to LA and found someone who's more specific to BPD and my issues which has been a game changer because I was so used to having this other therapist back in New York. She was older, mm-hmm. wasn't getting my issues. And now I have someone who's like on my page. And she kept having me, she was trying to get me to go through these inner child exercises where essentially I would connect with younger me and act like I was, envision myself in the same room as myself when I was six or something mm-hmm. and, and be the adult that I needed for support and comfort. And to be honest, I was actually really struggling and I still struggle with the exercise because the second that I think about it, I get upset and I kind of disassociate and I find it virtually impossible to think about because Mm -hmm. it's so painful for me. So I was kind of determined to like connect with my younger self. I want to bridge that gap and feel, I don't know, be able to connect in that way. So I've kind of been doing it by going back and being like, okay, what were things that I really enjoyed that I've let go of, aka horseback riding. And now I'm fully (laughs) obsessed. Yeah. You also mentioned that you had been on medications at one point and then you went off of them. Yeah. And when you went off of them, what were some of the like new techniques that you were using to manage the mental health stuff? I know you said therapy, but yeah, was there anything else that you were doing that, you know, little tools and tricks that helped you get through without having to be prescribed to things dbt dialectical behavioral therapy it's a mouthful but it's so (laughs) helpful even if you don't have bpd okay so i've definitely heard of it and i'm wanting to try it but what is it so it's the way i would describe it it was a textbook that i had so it's basically a course okay with all these tools and techniques you can use for grounding it's essentially grounding and mindfulness the ice is one of them bringing yourself back to reality it would give you a list of options you could do other than 
self-harm spiral freak out was this something that you could just get on like amazon you can get this book and it has all these techniques yeah you can order it on amazon i did it in a group therapy setting where we went through the textbook each week you can also just order the book Mm -hmm. and do it yourself one of them for example if i was obsessing over one thought Mm -hmm. like oh my gosh i'm freaking about freaking out about this one thing or person imagining it putting it in a box and locking the box and then putting it in another box and putting it in your like a whole visualization yeah. process all those tips and tricks helped and then i would say nutrition and exercise just completely changed my life okay i'm definitely getting the dbt book yeah i'm gonna look on amazon later for that yeah and then yeah i want to talk about nutrition and we'll get into fitness obviously as well So I think one thing since we started being friends and something that I feel like I'm more aware of it now because I feel like you're so good about what ingredients are being used and where products are coming from and that type of stuff. When you're looking at a food label, is there like, I don't know, two or three ingredients you're like, if you ever see these, definitely stay away that you never get those items. You know what I'm going to say? Canola oil. Okay, I was going to say, I know it was going to be an oil. Hey, canola oil. <laughs> and now I start looking for it before I never looked for it. It I just drives think me about crazy. It. It's literally poison. It's inflaming all of us and it's in every food <laughs> in America. So I'm serious. <laughs> I will do a whole episode on canola oil <laughs> because no one knows. No, I... And not to Trader Joe's, I used to like grab random shit from there. Not all to the time. call out Trader, Trader Joe's, Joe's, but we're calling you out. I looked at the ingredients and I was like, oh my God, there's all this canola oil in it. And sun- it's is cheap. It sunflower oil that's also kind of. They make oil out of anything, anything and they shouldn't, okay. essentially. Yeah. You should use avocado oil, macadamia oil, olive oil, or coconut oil. Okay. Pretty much. So that's like the number one ingredient you're It like, just inflames your entire not. body. The way that I would put it. Mm-hmm. I think Ben Greenfield said this. He's a health expert. If he was at a carnival and you had the choice of eating a corn dog or a cotton candy, you should go for the cotton candy because you're just going to burn through the sugar. It's fine. You won't feel great, but it's fine. The corn dog has so much canola oil in it. You're going to leave and just be inflamed. It could literally cause an issue in your body for years to come. That's insane. It's insane. you think like, okay, cotton candy, sugar, it's going to be horrible. Yeah. At least this is like protein or whatever. Because <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. I would probably pick the corn dog. I know. That's crazy. No, canola is really bad. Okay. I'm not a big fan of crazy artificial sweeteners. Mm-hmm. Um, what else do I look for? It's mostly the oil. Okay. Yeah. So that's like a good place to start for someone who's trying to just get their nutrition. You know, it can be overwhelming. When you first started, were you always focused on food or were you kind of eating whatever before? And then when you started your journey, you were like, okay, let's look at nutrition. Oh, I would eat whatever. My morning was like an iced coffee this big (laughs) with sugar, milk. Which is so insane to me because I'm like, I can't picture you eating that way now. I was known for not giving a shit. Known (laughs) for not giving a shit. And also to have BPD and just dump sugar in my body first thing in the morning, awful. Your okay. mood is going to go up and down all day. Caffeine. I would have a giant blueberry muffin, maybe two, <laughs> maybe two. I can't picture this. I know. And it's it's not even for me about the calories. I'd rather eat a ton of calories and have mm-hmm. it be good food. Mm-hmm. Like I care about what goes in my body because it affects your brain so much. I think that's one thing people kind of forget about is how much it can affect your mood. Oh my God. And it affects is it everything. like gut health that it affects? Yes. Or is it, okay. Because your, your mental health is connected to your gut biome. Everything's connected. So the quality is like pay now or pay later type of thing. Yeah. You know, I, I really believe in that. I think it's also good to mention that 
there is a little bit of privilege when it comes to health and fitness and nutrition. And I think for a lot of people, it's not always super accessible or maybe they can't afford to, you know, get all these crazy superfoods or something. What is a way that people can kind of start that journey but not have to be spending all this money or, you know, so that anyone who's able to, like it's more accessible to everyone? So I'll say right now where I'm at in my life, I am able to go to Irwan and spend a lot of money. (laughs) Like I've worked a lot to get here. But when I first started... I was making minimum wage at Orange Theory Fitness. Mm -hmm. Like I was not able to do what I do now. So I wouldn't eat out very often. If I was, I wouldn't eat out at all actually. I would get chicken breast, sweet potato, like all whole ingredients. It's Mm -hmm. the second you start grabbing pre-made stuff that they're gonna have preservatives, the canola oil. You need to be in control of what you're making. So I would say just getting whole ingredients like brown rice pasta, marinara sauce, chicken breast, mm-hmm. broccoli, that kind of stuff. And that stuff can be really affordable and you can get it anywhere. For sure. Like a Ralph. So you can yeah. get it from anywhere. And I would Tupperware that and eat that all day. And you can make it fun. You can definitely have fun with cooking and keep it affordable. But back then I really didn't um, have a ton of disposable were, income. Yeah. And you were still able to make it work. Yeah. And then when it comes to fitness stuff, I feel like obviously there's tons of group fitness classes. There's all these gyms you can sign up for. But how did you first start then? Were you doing it at home? Mm. So I started with food. Okay. That was the first thing. Yeah. And to me, food is more important than exercise. If okay. you're going to make a choice, I would choose food. I started just by doing longer walks with my dog, Lulu. Oh, Lulu. She's been in the fam for a while. Nilu loves Lulu. I do I love think. Lulu. I do, I do. <laughs> no, Lulu like pushes her over every time she sees her. Um, I started with longer walks and then getting in the gym was hard. It was intimidating for me back then. I wasn't happy with my body. I was nervous. I didn't know how to work out correctly. Greg taught me a lot of the weightlifting exercises he was doing. I started at Planet Fitness. Everyone starts at Planet Fitness. I feel like they really do. It's like a rite of passage. (laughs) And also, can I just say, I worked out at Planet Fitness every day for nine months and lost almost 100 pounds. And on the last day I was there, they were like, oh, have you lost weight? (laughs) They didn't say anything the whole time. Are you kidding? I was going twice a day at one point. No one said anything. (laughs) But anyway that's another story yeah so I started in there sometimes I would just go in and walk on the treadmill and leave because I would I would leave crying it was just a lot back then for me and um I think just getting myself used to being in that environment was the most helpful thing yeah okay so now I want to talk a little bit about your businesses okay did the slay app come first or did bloom come first so Mari Fitness came first. Oh, okay. Actually, Mari Easy Fitness. Uh-uh. That's what it was called. I'm so embarrassed Wait, about that that's now. that's cute. Yeah, I was like, let's make it easy. Like, <laughs> no, but it was called Mari Easy Fitness, which was the original Slay app. This was a $5 PDF guide. That's so, like, that's wild. Oh my God, it's crazy. Do and they it, still have a copy? Yeah. Okay. People still use it. Really? Yes. People are mad that I don't promote it anymore and they're like bring back the guide and i'm like no one uses pdfs anymore but i was manually emailing it to people and this was after you had posted something that had blown up with your yeah. transformation the side by side picture november 2017 kind of you started growing yep. your community mm-hmm. who then 
wanted the Mari Easy Fitness Guide. Everyone was asking for it. I was like, okay. I was getting tons of DMs. Like, what workout plan did you use? Yeah. Nutrition plan. I'm not a big fan of meal plans. I don't okay. like telling people exactly what to eat because I think everyone's different. For sure. But I did have healthy recipes to offer. And like, you have the best recipes thank now. You. Even your thank account you. in Bloom accounts, like, so good. Thank you. I'm a big fan of food. <laughs> all of them. And I like having fun with it. Yeah. I think there's so much you can do with healthy ingredients. For sure. Um, but it was a $5 PDF guide that I would, if someone in the DMs was like, hey, do you have a workout plan? I was like, I do. Do you want it? And they would say yes. And then I would email it to them, like literally email it and they would PayPal $5. That's hilarious. $5. And I would do this all day. Like this is a manual transaction. And before this, you were just working at Orange Theory? Front desk, 3 a.m. Okay. People were throwing their heart rate monitors at me. It's not working. <laughs> like sweaty shit you're at like, me. Like just you wait. You're gonna be doing the Mari Easy Guide soon. And my manager was like, "Why don't you do the workout?" And I was like, "I'm on my own journey. Please, let me be. I'm not interested." <laughs> but yeah, we actually made. We, eventually, we figured out how to make a website and put it on the website, so we weren't <laughs> manually emailing it. Was just it. Me and Greg. Just me and Greg. Aww. For years, it was just me and Greg. Yeah. Um, I don't know how we survived that, but it was just me and him. Eventually, put it on a website, saved money from that, put that into resistance bands, mm-hmm. the Mari Easy Fitness resistance bands, which I look back on so now and I'm like- you still have those? Yeah. But now they're the sleigh bands. You know, I love, I call them booty bands. I don't know what they're really booty called. Booty bands, yeah. I love booty bands. We love a booty band. Yeah. And it was a, you know, back then they were all plastic. Uh-huh. It was like one of the and first fabric snap. ones. Mm-hmm. So it was- very revolutionary back then. Did you then. ever know Susie KB Fitness? Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> That's the first booty band I got was from her and I was like obsessed. My rival, com- I'm kidding, <laughs> I'm kidding. She seems great. But I was an Ohio girl, so she was an Ohio sense. girl. So. That makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, we it was like, I think it was like me and her yeah. out here with the bands. Yeah. And that's how we made all of the money that we put into Bloom Nutrition, which is now our like big company. Okay. So we're com- completely self-funded. Right. Like we never took a loan. That's insane. Yeah. And so you guys start, what was the first product you guys had? For Bloom? Yeah. Pre-workout. All natural pre-workout, which is what I thought everyone wanted. (laughs) It was all natural ingredients. It tasted like shit. Straight up (laughs) tasted like shit. And we designed all the labels ourselves. That's cool though. I think that's the way to do it. it, I'm so, like I look back so fondly. Yeah. And also cringe so hard because the labels are awful. (laughs) There's a pina colada flavor. We... built the pina colada ourselves like it's we like a triangle with like a little we went out and bought a coconut and stuck a bunch of fruit in it in a straw and took a photo of it and put it on our label oh it's a photograph it's on. a photo of pina colada i mean like a graphic designer no it's like no no i okay. was the graphic designer <laughs> i you're looking at it i did the customer service everything that's good though i feel like that's the way to I like know. really start something and then yeah you have a hand in all aspects and yeah. then once it grows kind mm-hmm. of give that off to someone who's better at it oh my gosh imagine doing customer service for your own company oh, you i was taking so everything so, so personally. personally yeah i would email back with so much sass like, like well i'd be like excuse me <laughs> you try to do this <laughs> so one thing that i feel like because you're so good about ingredients and everything i feel like anything that you would put out for bloom i wouldn't even look twice i would just be like okay it's good to go <laughs> but i love the greens i try to do it every morning now nice i was obsessed with the mango and then i got onto citrus oh we What's love citrus flavors i go between coconut and mango as my faves they're very that. tropical tropical <laughs> vibes i love that you had a tiktok recently that inspired me for this little game that we're gonna play 
<laughs> I love a game. Okay, it's going to be called in or out. So you're going to basically say if something's in or if you're like over it, out, okay? That TikTok I did yeah. caused uproar. I know, that's I'm like, because I have questions. Okay, okay. I have questions. I'll explain my thinking behind all of it. Okay, I'll start off easy because I know this. what your answer is going to be for this one. Okay. Ice baths. In. Obviously. So in. And like you said, with the cold, the ice cubes and everything for anxiety. And it all brings it back. And guys, <laughs> I'm not, listen, I'm not an expert. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a medical professional. But I've heard doing sauna ice bath literally increases your lifespan. Really? In an insane amount. Which one do you do first? Ice bath? I do sauna first. Oh, Some people okay. just go back and forth. I do sauna 20 minutes and then I go in the ice bath for two minutes. Two minutes. Mm-hmm. Did you know I did 10 minutes recently? I saw that and I was like, <laughs> no freaking way. I don't know what came about. Like, I, I'm not- What came over you? I don't know. I was just like, mentally, I was like, I can do this. I feel like you are pretty hardcore. I think I'm a little intense. I can see that in And you. sometimes I'm like, all right, you can chill. <laughs> all right, next one. Because I, I have a question about this one. Okay. Chlorophyll water. Out. Why? What's wrong with it? There's nothing. Listen, <laughs> listen. I don't think it's going to poison you. I don't think it's bad. I'm just like, I haven't seen science that makes me be like, have you? No. But Has I anyone? Just, I don't know. Everyone just says it's good for your skin. Because it's green. <laughs> I think it sounds and looks healthier than it is. I remember it was like sold out at Whole Foods at one point because everyone on TikTok I had know. blown it up. I know. I just, I did it for a little bit and I was like, I'm not really getting it. Okay. But one thing, it makes you not smell. Really? I felt like that was the one thing I noticed. That's worth it enough for me, I think. <laughs> Why? Is that a, je- well, okay. a frequent problem for you? <laughs> I, me and my old roommate, we used to think that ever since we got our covid vaccines that our armpits smelled differently that is such an interesting and i don't know if it was true or not but we were like something just doesn't smell the same that it wasn't necessarily bad but it was like irony oh yeah okay another one sun exposure but specifically low light in the morning in <laughs> yeah you know i'm in know. okay listen i used to lay in tanning beds and it's okay. my biggest regret of life so i do feel like sun protection is important mm-hmm However, I'm a big fan of Andrew Huberman. Shout out, Andrew. We love Andrew. (laughs) And he says to get out first thing in the morning and absorb sunlight into your eyes, onto your skin, bare shoulders. Mm -hmm. And I do this every morning. I look crazy. I stand on my corner and just absorb light. Because it's good for you. And to me, that makes sense. I'm a little bit of an ancestral thinker. I think with health stuff, if we were doing it 100 years ago, I'm doing it now. Oh, yeah. That's kind of how I like to think about it. And I think it's good for your circadian rhythm. I think it's good to get out during sunset and see the sun go down. Yes, in. Pilates and Legree. In. However, Mm -hmm. I don't think it can be the only thing you do. Okay. I've come to that conclusion because I went through a phase where it was really all I was doing. And it's not, I think it's perfect to incorporate in a routine. But I I think you need to be getting your heart rate up somewhere else Mm -hmm. in a different workout. Because okay. Pilates is great for core work, direct muscle work. I mean, it, it's hard. Yeah. It's really, really hard. But I think you need to be doing something intense as well. I agree. I have strong opinions on both of those. Really? What is your opinion? I like Legree. I do. What's the difference between Legree and Pilates? Okay, so Pilates, you're like on your back. Yeah. I feel like it's less intense on your body. Yeah. I think it's a little bit more relaxing. Mm-hmm. Where Legree feels like a little bit more 
of this like you go really slow you're like burning you're kind of dying throughout the whole thing I feel like I'm like in pain during Legree but then in Pilates I'm like enjoying it I'm burning and struggling a little bit but not to the point of pain yeah oh, like pain as in bad pain for me it's bad pain I've done a megaforma class and I think it class, might be my back so that's it- why I can't I might be biased I've done Megaforma. I don't know if that's Ligurie or Pilates. I think and that's Ligurie. It hurt my back a lot. Yeah. And I do have a long torso. Okay. So maybe if you're really short or really tall, it's not for you. It's out. But I love Pilates. And I do Same. like Ligurie, but I just can't do it more than like once a week, really. Okay. Okay. Matcha. In. Love matcha. Matcha over coffee. Yeah. Mari's matcha <laughs> specifically, which I sell on Bloom. But I do have a coffee in front of me. It's a, I go through phases. Like I'm in a coffee moment right now. But I think matcha is actually better suited for anxious gals. For sure. And it tastes great. I love the way coffee tastes, but the caffeine, I get too I jittery know, and same. crazy. Okay. Dairy. Listen, if I owned my own cow in mm-hmm. my backyard, it would be in. I would fully drink the cow's milk. I would be down. If I could see the farm. And knew where everything that was going into it. In America, out. <laughs> Dairy's out. In, in Europe, Europe, it's in. <laughs> Yes, I agree. No, with I'm that. serious. Yeah. Because they put there's hormones in the dairy here. There's something going on. Yeah. My face shows everything that I eat. Yeah. If I have dairy, it's coming out of my face. As in acne. That's how a lot of people are, I feel like. They break out when they have like the dairy and, and stuff. I think it's the hormones. I think it's something something's going on. I used to <laughs> this is such a bad thought that like this should not be a thing but i was like okay they put hormones in dairy maybe this will grow my boobs if I drink. <laughs> like i really thought like i was gonna gain some boobs genius I, like, yeah genius didn't happen for me so we're going another route <laughs> the hypothesis has been declined yep okay alcohol out i agree out it's so out it's so out microdosing in in majorly in <laughs> it's changed my brain you I like think. it I think that I would love to learn more about it. Mm-hmm. I think I have a lot of questions still. I've done a bit of microdosing. I would like to be on a more regimented routine, but I've done therapy while microdosing, and I think it was the best session I've ever had. Oh, that would be actually really good. They say it softens your brain to where you can introduce new habits and, mm-hmm. and kind of expand in a way. Did your therapist know you were doing? She did, and okay. she was down. She That's was cool. down. She's actually training to be able to do what do they call it? Therapy with with the, drugs. Yes, you I know, know what you're talking about. Yeah. I don't know what it's with called. ketamine, yeah. with yeah. mushrooms, but a full monitored trip. I think they okay. call it. Yeah. yeah, meditation. In in. I need to do it more. Do you do it every day? No, I was for a while, and I was definitely a better human. That's how I w- I go in waves of it. I know. It's yeah. I'm in a stressed wave right now. Really? Yeah. It's okay. It happens. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Good <laughs> vibes. One more. Oat milk. What's your alternative milk? Almond. Almond milk. I don't like oat. Is there a reason? I think just in my household, I like how oat tastes. I think it tastes better. I love how you're like in my household. In my household. <laughs> like, okay. Because Greg is anti oat milk. I'm not anti. I don't I'm think- kind of not anti, but I'm kind of like eh when I see oat. First of all, there's like if you look at the nutrition facts on oat milk, there's carbs and it just seems odd to me that I'm like <laughs> drinking carbs from oat milk, if that makes sense. Yeah. And then I don't think milk should come out of oats. Like it just doesn't make sense to me. For some reason, almond's okay. That makes more sense. I would like to see the science on this. Next time, let's bring on Andrew. 
<laughs> you should really get him to I know. talk to you. I know. On some level. We need all the facts on oat milk because yes. something's sus to me. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't taste that good. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I feel you. All right, Mari, thank you so much for coming on. You are amazing and you've inspired me so much. And I'm so happy I've met you this year. Where can everyone else find you, stalk you? All your brands. <laughs> All the brands. They yeah. can find me on Instagram at Mari Llewellyn, M-A-R-I. TikTok, Mari Llewellyn. Bloom is bloomnew.com. Slay is theslayapp.com. And that's it. And are you on YouTube? I am on YouTube, Mari Llewellyn. Do you like YouTube? Oh, I love it. I really do enjoy it. I just think it's so much work. And yeah. lately I've been focused on other things that will be coming soon. So YouTube has taken a backseat. Okay. Well, I'm excited to see what's coming soon. Thank you. And we will definitely announce what that is when it comes. And until then, thank you so much. Thank you, Nilu. Bye, guys.